guys. Welcome to the Coffee and Catnaps Parenting Podcast. I'm Erin, your host. This is a place for learning, sharing, and growing and supporting each other's in our parenthood journeys. Today, I'm going to bring you a little bit of sleep expertise. We are going to talk all about creating the perfect nursery. Now, when I think back to when I was pregnant with my first son, I think it took me about maybe 30 minutes total (laughs) after I found out that I was pregnant to dream up the nursery. Am I right? Like that's one of the first things we think about when we see that positive pregnancy test. Um, It's just one of those things that we're excited about and we look forward to doing. And um, I'm here to give you some tips and some things you might want to think about when you are, you know, thinking up, dreaming up what your child's nursery might look like. So um, luckily, my personal design style is more like calm and earthy um, instead of bright, bold, and exciting. So um, we actually want to carry those types of elements into a nursery style. So calm, um, we really want to make it a sleep sanctuary. Your baby is going to spend a lot of time sleeping and we just want their environment to be conducive of all the sleep that their growing body needs. So uh, we ended up going with a theme that I made up called natural neutral. So we had like greenish grayish paint on the walls. It was really a beautiful shade for either a boy or a girl. We didn't know what we were going to have. So we needed to make whatever we decided neutral. Um, So we went with natural neutral as our theme. And then we had natural wood furniture, a few simple trinkets up on some uh, hanging shelves. Um, We had plants in there. (laughs) No longer do we have plants in either of our nurseries because um, our babies are both mobile now. Um, And then a simple wall hanging. And of course, we have a beloved quilt from the boy's grandma. Each boy got a baby quilt from her. So simple, um, safe, and natural neutral. That's what we were going for. Now, I currently have two nurseries in my house. Never did I ever think I would have two nurseries at the same time, Um, but my boys are 17 months apart. So right now my youngest is 13 months and my oldest is two and a half, and they're both still in cribs. Um, The rooms are still fully baby-proofed. Um, so things do look a little different now than they did when we first brought my first son home, just because I've learned some things and he has grown and changed and we've needed to make, um, or take extra safety precautions, you know, once he became mobile and was doing a little more than sleeping in his bedroom. So, um, let's kind of get into what we want. We want really something that is dark cool, comfortable, and boring. I know, I know there's so many adorable 
mobiles and images that you could hang, fluffy, squishy toys you can put in the crib for decoration. Um, and wouldn't we want our baby to be surrounded by all of that cuteness while they drift off to sleep? I'm here to uh, burst your bubble. Probably not. When we're thinking of an environment that is conducive to sleep, we want it to be boring. We don't want it to be overstimulating. Um, so think about it. When you bring your iPad to bed or you're watching TV um, moments before you're supposed to be falling asleep, it's stimulating. And um, stimulation like that doesn't necessarily uh, help you sleep well throughout the night. Um, whenever there's blue light drifting in or um, when you have extra blue light stimulation leading up to bedtime, um, it causes more night wakings. And it's the same for our children. When they get overstimulated, um, that's what happens. So we really want it to be, again, dark, cool, comfortable, and boring. So let's talk about darkness a little bit. I'm talking pitch black. It should be so black in your child's bedroom that you cannot see your hand in front of your face. Now, as a newborn, <laughs> babies are so tired, they're going to sleep pretty much anywhere. Um, however, as your child gets a little older, I'm talking, you know, six, eight weeks, we really, really, really want to focus on getting them in dark for all sleep situations because it's going to help um, their circadian rhythm. Um, if your baby is experiencing day and night confusion, um, if they're sleeping a lot during the day and up a lot at night, make sure you're exposing them to sunlight during the daytime when they're awake and then putting them in total darkness when it's time to sleep so that their body uh, their circadian rhythm kind of shakes out the right way. Um, you can also use blackout curtains or blinds. Um, that's a really good investment. That's better than like a big, bold color film mural for a nursery. Um, so we just really, really, really want to think about, you know, do we need all these fancy decorations in here? Because... Most of the time, the child's just going to be sleeping in there. Save the knickknacks for when they get to be a little older. Um, also, you will find that naps go down a lot better <laughs> when there's no light coming into the room. Think about how you sleep best. You sleep best when it's really dark, right? So it's the same for our children. Wouldn't we want to provide that for them to get the best sleep possible? All right, it's cool. The ideal temperature for your child's nursery is between 68 and 72 degrees. So when we think about that, um, we want to make sure that our baby is dressed appropriately. If you have a bedroom that is between 68 and 72 degrees, all you likely need is a, like a set of onesie pajamas and a sleep sack or a swaddle. If your baby is um, younger than 12 weeks old, you might want to be swaddling. So they won't get overheated if you have um, just those two layers on. You also want some light air movement flowing, so a ceiling fan or a floor fan if you don't have a ceiling fan. Um, we want to keep air movement flowing as it helps reduce the risk of SIDS. Um, and then, oh, let's see. 
we don't want babies to be too hot or too cold. So if you're overdressing your baby, um, they might get overheated. And if you don't obviously have enough layers on them, they might feel cold. Now, something to keep in mind also, babies' hands and fingers, feet and toes, those extremities are almost always cold to the touch. Babies have poor circulation. So that is not a good indicator as to if they're hot or cold. What you want to do is feel their head and their neck and their chest area. And that is a much better indicator of what their actual body temperature is. So if that's warm to the touch, they're probably comfortable. If it's cool to the touch, you might want to add another layer. And if they're hot to the touch, you might want to remove a layer. So don't go by their fingers and toes because that's not a good indicator. And so many people end up over bundling their baby because of that. Okay. The next point is um, it's comfortable. We, like I said, babies sleep quite a bit in the beginning. So I feel like getting a quality and comfortable mattress for their crib is a much better investment, like I said, than some of those other knickknacky things that are more stimulating and bright and fun, at least, you know, the first year or so. Um, we don't want, oh gosh, there's this one toy. I don't remember um, what it's called, but it's like this fish thing that has water and bubbles and lights. And I'm sure babies love it. But the thing is, when they're in their crib, um, oh, and it hangs on the side of the crib for them to, to watch. Um, but the thing is, when we put them in the crib, we want to send the message that, oh, you're in your crib, it's time for sleep. We don't want to send the message that, oh, you're in your crib, it's time to play because it's not, it's time to sleep. So we don't want to be um, having things like that in or near the uh, crib or the bassinet. Um, and also to go along with that, we don't want lullaby music playing or um, like birds chirping, nature sounds. What we want in the background, because again, those types of sounds are stimulating. Music is stimulating. Now, I'm not saying you can't sing to your baby or have some lullaby music playing um, like during your bedtime routine. That's totally fine. But when it's time to sleep, what we want your baby to hear is simply white noise. Um, white noise mimics the sound that they heard for nine months in your womb, and it's very soothing. So um, I know that's boring, um, but <laughs> again, that's my next point. It's boring. Uh, we don't want that overstimulation. We want more um, stagnant, soothing sounds. So white noise is um, is a good choice. Uh, a fan playing or a fan running is a good choice. Okay, so back to boring. Again, we want those kind of neutral colors. We don't want um, bright. We don't want lights on. We don't want all of the stimulating toys and mobiles hanging above the crib. Um, if you do have a mobile, you can always move it up above the changing table. You really just need the basics, a safe space for your baby to sleep because they spend a lot of time there, and a changing table. Um, or a changing station, whatever, whatever works in your household. 
But those are your best (laughs) decorating choices when it comes to your baby's bedroom. Like I said, at least while they're little, super little. Um, To talk a little bit more about what the crib should look like, um, all you need is a fitted sheet on the mattress and your baby in their swaddle or sleep sack. You do not need bumper pads. Those are not safe. Um, They're actually a strangulation hazard. Uh, You do not need pillows or blankets, especially during that newborn phase. Uh, The AAP actually recommends that you don't put anything in the crib with your child until they are 12 months of age or older. So no little blankies, no stuffed animals until then. Um, And those are all questions that you can direct to your child's pediatrician as well. Um, But really, it's just a fitted sheet and your baby on top. And we're always laying baby down on their back, okay? So once they start rolling, you may need to help put them back on their back until they've mastered that skill. Once your baby can roll both ways on their own, then um, you can lay them on their back and they can. it's safe for them to assume whatever sleep, sleep position they would like at that point. But um, again, when we're talking about safe sleep, we're laying them down in their crib with nothing else in their crib, um, on their back, and then on that tight-fitted sheet, nothing extra. Um, I know when you <laughs> think about bringing your baby home and you do spend a lot of time in the nursery, it can be kind of a tough pill to swallow because we look forward to putting together that little corner of baby-themed paradise for our little ones. But don't go overboard. You know, keep it simple. Maybe natural neutral if you're into that. Um, But simple, quiet, calm, comfortable, boring. You are guaranteed to have an environment that is conducive for sleep and a sleep sanctuary if you follow those tips. For more sleep resources, make sure you check out Lake Country Sleep on Instagram. Check out our website, lakecountrysleep.com, which houses the all things sleep blog. And if you found this episode to be helpful, make sure you subscribe and share it with another mom friend. Have a great day, everyone.